InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. We usually think of teens and children as being the most physically active in the population, but new research says that's not the case. And what about adults? Are they making up the difference? Well, here to share his findings is Dr. Vijay Varma, current researcher at the National Institute on Aging, which is part of the National Institutes of Health, and he's corresponding author of this study. Dr. Varma, let's start with teens and children. What did your research reveal about their activity levels? Our research showed that for children as well as adolescents, or individuals that are from age 6 to age 19, we see a decrease in physical activity for each age, all the way from 6 to 19. And what we found that was really surprising is at age 19, those levels are at a low that are only matched by 60-year-olds. So we see a really sharp decline in physical activity amongst children and adolescents. And this decrease is compared to, what, five years ago, ten years ago? We're looking at data that's about ten years old. What we know is that there's been a lot of changes over the last ten years in terms of behavioral changes and social changes, a lot related to the use of technology. And there's been a lot of work that's gone in to show how that use of technology and those changes in behaviors may affect children and teenagers. So we're actually looking at data that might potentially even underestimate the levels of inactivity and sedentary behavior in those children and teenagers. It used to be when kids got out of school in the afternoon, they had a lot of pent-up energy and would go out and play, and there'd be a lot of activity at that time of day. Is that still the case, or has that changed? I can't speak to exactly how the activity of teenagers after school have changed. What we know is that there have been secular changes in mandatory physical activity within school days. And what we know is that once school finishes, there have been changes in sponsored physical activity programs. So with school cuts to the budget, what we often see is that physical activity programs are what can get cut first. Again, this is a study that looked just at physical activity. We're not fully able to understand how and why that physical activity changed. But what we do know is that there is something going on from age 6 to 19 while these individuals are in mandatory school. So obviously, as we know in the U.S., you have to go to school generally up into high school. And so what we're noticing is that at each grade, from elementary school all the way to high school, there's less and less physical activity occurring. We're talking on InfoTrack with Dr. Vijay Varma, who did research into who is physically active and who is not. What about the older folks in your study, the middle age and older from there? This is another really surprising finding. Typically, researchers have found that physical activity generally decreases across the entire lifespan. So really, we're the most active we can be when we're kids, and then it's pretty much a slow decline thereafter. What we found is right at age 19, so as soon as individuals go from adolescence to young adulthood, there's actually a slow but steady increase in physical activity from the end of adolescence, so just when we hit young adulthood at age 20, all the way into the mid and late 30s. What's really interesting during that time period is there's a lot of life transitions occurring. That could mean full-time work for some individuals, For some people, that could also mean entering into a significant partnership, such as marriage, and having kids. 
Typically, it's seen that those life transitions are not good for physical activity, meaning it should decrease your physical activity. What we found is that while we don't see an increase in moderate level physical activity, so that really vigorous stuff that you do in the gym, what we did see, again, from age around age 20 all the way to the end of the 30s, is that there's an increase in low-intensity physical activity as well as a decrease in sedentary activity. So these life transitions are potentially associated with actually an increase in low levels of physical activity that could be potentially beneficial to your health. And so what this study suggests is that we really need to start looking at what it is that's going on during this life transition period that may be actually increasing physical activity. What we found, for example, is that once individuals go from their teenage ages to their 20s, what we see is that they start waking up earlier. This is both related to what biologically is occurring, so there are a lot of reasons why individuals start waking up earlier or later during their lifespan that's biology-related, but most importantly, it's related to social structures. So we know that within these life transitions, whether it's full-time work, being in a significant relationship, or having children, that could potentially be related to waking up earlier, initiating your physical activity earlier, and again, this general increase in less sedentary time and increased uh, low-intensity physical activity. Going back to teenagers being the highest risk for inactivity, does this tie in with the growing problem of childhood obesity? Absolutely. So what we know is that obesity is a risk factor for physical activity, meaning the greater an individual's BMI, typically they participate in less physical activity. But the opposite is also true, meaning physical activity, of course, drives having a lower or higher BMI, so it drives obesity rates. So what we know is that certainly obesity is not good as it pertains to physical activity. It increases sedentary behavior. However, the direction, so which way the arrow goes, is it really obesity that's driving this? Or is it these social structures that are reducing physical activity that are resulting in greater obesity? We're not sure. What if you have a family member who is sort of a couch potato? They uh, tend to stay glued to the television or the computer for hours on end. Any suggestions on how to pry them off the couch? This is something that I often tell my parents. Again, I'm not trying to scare them, but physical activity is probably the best thing you can do for your health. So if we could package physical activity within a pill, we would make billions and billions of dollars. So we know that it has short-term and long-term effects on everything from brain health all the way down through the body. And so I really try to focus on that, particularly amongst older adults, to say, look, these type of physical activity interventions are really what's going to be associated with increased longevity. And not just how old you can get. What we're interested in is how long can you be healthy? Physical activity is often the type of interventions and the type of behavioral change that really leads to those outcomes. And so for children and teenagers, again, I would have to say something pretty similar. We know what happens when individuals in their younger ages have high BMI and various other health issues. We know that those have effects across the lifespan. We all know that it's difficult to ask a child or a teenager to do something now that might benefit them in 20 years. But it is true. And again, we know that physical activity is one of the really important interventions for overall health because it's low cost and it has huge benefits on health. 
Dr. Vijay Varma, current researcher at the National Institute on Aging, which is part of the National Institutes of Health. Dr. Varma, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been a pleasure. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.